This is Council for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life with licensed biblical counselors Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. Welcome back, Council for Life listeners. We are so happy you're joining us again for another episode. And today's episode is going to be really important. So I hope um, if you're tuning in, have some space to listen. But before I do, for all of you who are new, I am Eliza. And I'm Beth. And we are the co-hosts for this podcast, Council for Life. So as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about a subject that um, is very important and very relevant, and that is the subject of trauma. And we're going to just kind of give you an introduction to this, and we will explain why we are spending some time talking about this um, at the end of this episode. So definitely stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss what we have to share with you there. Um, And we are also wanting to do this in a way that is going to be helpful and not overwhelming. So we're going to have two episodes dedicated to this subject. So today is just going to be an introduction. And um, yeah, as we were talking about this, Beth and I, we definitely, we teach on trauma. So this is not unfamiliar territory for us. Uh, Beth, you see people, right? um, Who are dealing with trauma. Is that right? In, your in my counseling practice. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. And so this is something that we're engaged in, in the counseling room as well, but not everybody knows what we're talking about when we say that word trauma. In fact, it's kind of in some ways becoming a really common term. So we want to let you know what we're talking about when we're using this word trauma. So listen to this definition. This is a definition that we both like, and I'll explain a little bit as to why we like it. But uh, this is a definition by the Pennsylvania Department of Health. And it says this, this is how they define trauma. It says trauma is resulting from an event, a series of events, or a set of circumstances that is experienced by an individual as physically, emotionally, or emotionally harmful or threatening, and that has lasting adverse effects on the individual's cognitive functioning, their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Whew. That's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. So let me just break that down briefly. Um, The reason why we like that definition is because, first of all, it doesn't have to be one thing that you went through. I don't know about you, Beth, but um, have you seen like for some people, like it's not always just a dramatic situation or a traumatic situation, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Often it uh, there's just kind of this erosion over time of really something really difficult that may feel normal even to the person, but it's it's a it's an unhealthy interaction with a family member or you know something like that that over time just erodes. Um, yeah. So yeah, it can be a, a series of events or, or a, even a sort of a state of being for some people, especially yeah. in childhood. Right. So we want you to kind of be thinking about this because sometimes people will say to me when they come into the counseling the room, it's like, I will, I will actually introduce as I listen to their story, introduce that, that it seems like you've been traumatized by maybe a series of events or a set of circumstances. And they'll be like, really? You think that this is trauma and, and then it starts to make so much sense and the dots start to connect. But I think a lot of times we can think that in order for it to be um, trauma, it has to be a 
my life was in danger and I thought I was going to die. That can be true. That is definitely a way to, to um, be traumatized, but it can be a series of events as well. And so, but what I love, love, love about this definition, can you guess Beth, what, what I love the most about this definition? (laughs) What do you think? That that little end part right there. Yes. Yes. Let me read it again. It says um, this is that it has effects on an individual's cognitive functioning. And then listen to this, their physical emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Trauma touches all of that. And so it touches all of us in, in the, the, our whole life, if you will. And so I think this is really important as biblical counselors, as people who want to care for people who might have been impacted by trauma. We want to for sure look at their mental and emotional well-being, but pay attention to their physical well-being because trauma impacts us physically in in symptoms that show up after the traumatic event, but it also impacts us spiritually. Our souls are deeply connected with whatever it is that we experience. But then I love the fact that cognitive functioning, I don't know about you, Beth, but I've definitely talked with people who've been like, man, I just have trouble holding a thought after experiencing something traumatic. Mm -hmm. And so this just gives us an understanding of why that is. So that's our definition of trauma. And we will put it in the show notes for you to read as well, because we think it's a really helpful one coming from a secular um, organization. They really hit it on the head. I think, well, Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I would also just say that really because trauma has kind of become a buzzword in our culture, just want to notate really the essence of trauma is helplessness. And so Mm. if you've gone back and listened, you could go back and listen to our episodes on anxiety and on panic attacks. And you'll hear us talk a little bit about the body and how the body is recording and, and, uh, responding to, uh, scary things that are happening in our lives with fight or flight. Everybody's heard of fight or flight, but with traumatization, what happens is the freeze mechanism is activated and there's this sense of helplessness. Like I can't run away or I can't fight. And even if technically you could do that for whatever reason, your body is shutting down. And so there's a lot of difficult after effects that can occur when the freeze response is activated in our, in our bodies and in our brains. And so I do want to just say, because I think sometimes we even, even the acronym PTSD, people kind of throw around like, Oh, I've got, I've got PTSD from that you know, test I had to take the pop quiz or whatever. (laughs) It's like, oh no, probably not. But, um, but you know, PTSD is a diagnosis that is, uh, relevant and important and, but not everyone fits all the categories for PTSD. And so I just want to say that you could be traumatized, uh, by an event or a series of event or set of circumstances without actually meeting all the criteria for PTSD, because there are a lot of criteria. And um, with PTSD, what you're experiencing is a diminishing of functioning in in just your day-to-day life to the degree that it's debilitating to you, but you can be traumatized and still be able to function at a pretty high level. And so it's important that we just recognize that, I guess, because I don't want it to be such uh, polarized categories that someone who maybe has been traumatized would say, well, it's not that bad. I don't have PTSD, so I'm okay. Well, there may still be a need for care and, um, specific, even counseling and, and walking alongside somebody in a very specific way when you've experienced an event that is affecting your life in these ways. Yeah, that's, that's and, and also I want to say, you know, trauma, a lot of times when we talk about trauma, we talk about abuse and there's lots kinds of trauma outside of 
abuse, uh, losing a loved one, especially suddenly can cause traumatization. Um, the, the loss of a, a job or a, a lifestyle or, um, that, you know, there's lots of things that can cause that. And so mm. I just want to say that as well, that, you know, it's, it's, it's more common, I think, than some people might think it is. Oh, that's, that's really, really helpful. So, one of the things that Beth and I like to um, bring to the forefront as we train people in being able to walk with others who have been traumatized or who are experiencing the, the symptoms or somatic effects of trauma is that we like to just remind people like this is, as Beth said, like, yeah, not everybody fits into all of the same categories. But on the other hand, trauma is a human condition, it really is something that um, we experience as human beings and really from the beginning of time. And so trauma is in the Bible. And it's important, I think, for those who have been traumatized to know that, like that this is something that God has spoken into from the beginning of time. But it's also helpful for us as people who want to care for others to realize like, hey, your story shows up in the Bible. And What's really interesting, maybe sad, or just a just a um, just a reality check is that it shows up right at the very beginning too. It doesn't take long for trauma to show up in the Bible. We see in the very beginning of Genesis, Genesis four, where we have the very first murder, and the murder is between it's it's within a family, you know, and so we see the dysfunction in family and the pain that it causes, and then the traumatic events that can happen. With because of that. So sin brought trauma and it, it shows up early, early in the Bible. So we see in Genesis four, we see Cain and Abel and that murder there that is traumatic, not just for, for them, but for the, those who the mother and the father as well. We see in Genesis a little bit further. I mean, actually, there's so many stories. I'm just kind of going to skip through some of them. But like Genesis 34, we see the rape of Tamar. There is um, going further. You can see things like forced migration. That's traumatic. Uh, kidnapping. All of this happens in Second uh, Kings 6 and 7. You see oppression and enslavement. Oh, by the way, read the book of Kings and you will see political corruption, which causes traumatic responses in the people um, that are living under those kings. Um, but skipping all the way through, I mean, so this is just the, the Old Testament is, is packed full of stories, narratives that include traumatic events. But go even further into the New Testament, right at the very beginning of the New Testament. We saw at the beginning of the Old Testament, beginning of the New Testament, you see infanticide related directly to the birth of Jesus. And so we see a whole, uh, a whole nation of people being impacted by something very traumatic. And so they are living through these devastating situations. And, and that's not to mention like all of the... Uh, the plagues and the various things that happen as a result of God's judgment and so forth. So trauma, it shows up in the, the Bible and probably the most pivotal event in the Bible would be categorized as traumatic, but that traumatic event changed our lives, not necessarily for the bad, not for the bad, even though it was traumatic, but for the good. The cross of Christ, what he went through on the cross was a traumatic event, and it actually brought our redemption, which can kind of help us reframe trauma that perhaps there are, perhaps God brings things bad or difficult or allows things difficult in our lives to come into our lives so that when those things are removed, 
we love him more or we know him more. And so it's important to understand that, you know, that the, that trauma is in the Bible and there is a purpose for it. And we see that most in the cross of Christ, the purpose of that traumatic uh, situation brought redemption for all of mankind. So just good to kind of keep that in mind as you, as you deal with, with, um, people who have been traumatized, helping them to see their stories in the Bible. So Beth, any, anything else you want to share about uh, trauma, or maybe we want to move in towards our teaser as far as why we're actually having this series. I'll hand it over to you. Yeah. So, you know, we, we are biblical counselors. We are also licensed professionally. And uh, I just want to you know, we've talked a little bit, actually, it was, I think probably our third, second or third episode, we talked about what is biblical counseling, um, in just a good definition of it. And if, if, Mm -hmm. if biblical counseling is the process of providing spiritual and emotional and behavioral service, comfort, and guidance towards people in love through the truth and power of God's word under the ministry of the Holy spirit, if that's what we are seeking to do as counselors, and, and really as faithful brothers and sisters in Christ to one another, because that, that work is something that we are all meant to do with each other and for each other, as we mm-hmm. bear one another's burdens and walk in wisdom. If that is what we're called to do, then caring for people who've been traumatized is part of that biblical mandate. And the, the idea of providing comfort and safety and healing for somebody uh, not, not that we are the healers, but we are representing the Lord as we sit with people who are suffering. This is a really important thing. And we, we need to understand how, how do we do that? How do we sit with somebody who really, you know, it, their, their fear center of their brain is overactive. Mm-hmm. It's working hard. And does that matter when we sit with people? Absolutely. It matters for how we engage with them. And, and Jesus understood this. He engaged with people at the level where they were, and we want to do that. And so when someone's been traumatized, there's just some, some certain ways in which we ought to come towards them in gentleness and honoring and kindness. And, and it's very specific. And there are some specific things that are helpful for us as we think about engaging with people who've experienced trauma. And again, I mean, that's everybody, not everybody's experienced trauma, but everybody will encounter someone who's experienced trauma at the very least. And and you'll have an opportunity to come towards them Mm -hmm. and provide care. And so this is something that we are all called to do. And we're all called to model Christ who is the good shepherd. And so one of the things that Eliza and I, as we became friends, uh, just began to notice is that really a biblically focused way of uh, experiencing counseling for those who who've been traumatized is hasn't really we haven't seen a lot of training opportunities for for those in the church or in the biblical counseling sphere related to specifically walking with someone who's been traumatized and so we put together this is our teaser we mm-hmm. put together a training and we actually provided this training online last July for the first time. And we did it in kind of a workshop format. And, uh, it was, it was wonderful. We had so much fun and, uh, what we, what we decided to do was to offer it again. And so for our listeners, we want to let you guys know that we are going to be providing a training called fundamentals of trauma healing. It's an online weekend workshop, January 28th and 29th. It's a Friday evening and all day Saturday online workshop. 
And it's for anybody who is seeking to walk alongside someone who's been traumatized. So this is not a workshop for survivors of trauma, right? Although obviously some of our, our, um, participants will be survivors, but it's a, it's for pastors. It's for counselors, both professional and lay counselors. It's for those that are, maybe you're an advocate and you work in a nonprofit sector mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and so it's, it's for anybody who's seeking to care for others who've experienced trauma and it's a I very would, specific training. Yeah. I would actually even say, sorry to interrupt there. I, I would also say like, it is for some, anybody who knows somebody that, you know, or you love somebody who has been through something traumatic. I think this can be so helpful and so healing for you as you walk closely with somebody. So maybe it's somebody in your family that you just, you love and you care for, or maybe it's a dear friend of yours. And so I love what Beth said there. Like, this is really for anybody who cares to know how to care better uh, for anybody who's experienced trauma. So, yeah. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put in our show notes information about the event itself coming in January. And we, we hope that you will go and look it up and see the information. The schedule is listed. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's a syllabus there so that you can see exactly what we're going to be doing in the workshop, the various, uh, sessions that we're going to do and, and joining Eliza and me is, uh, Jason Kovacs, who's a dear friend of ours. And he'll also be helping teach um, that weekend as well. And so we offered it in an online format, uh, obviously we live in totally different States across the country from each other. So that was convenient for us, but we found that it was really helpful for our participants as well. Um, because they just came from all over. I mean, we had, we had 50 participants in the summer session and from five representing five different countries. So that was really fun. It was really fun to, um, to, to have people from all over the place, all different, a lot of different countries joining us, but, uh, you know, just leading into our moment of humanity, I will just confess that I didn't anticipate that I'm thinking <laughs> I live in, I live in Texas and it's central time zone. And so I created the schedule for last summer session to begin at 8 30 AM on Saturday morning, which seemed reasonable to me. Well, then we ended up having, I think maybe 12 participants who were on the West coast. <laughs> and that meant they were starting at 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday, which feels kind of cruel. <laughs> really, <laughs> but I wait, wasn't, really there, about that. wasn't there someone else who was tuning in like in the middle of the night? Oh, yes. We had a participant <laughs> who was in Taiwan. And she, uh, no, Thailand, Thailand. And she, and she said, and we were joking about it and say, I was apologizing to the West coast folks. And she was like, well, actually (laughs) last night's session was, it was like one o'clock in the morning for me. So then we, none of us could complain because she tuned in anyway and was eager to listen, even though it was the middle of the night. So (laughs) we tried for this coming session in January to back up the time a little bit. So it's more feasible for those who are on the West coast. Um, but yeah, we are really excited about Mm -hmm. doing the workshop again. And what we're going to do in our next session is give you just a little bit more information. What you heard today is actually straight out of that training that we're going to do in January. So it's just a little bit of info to kind of whet your appetite for what we're going to be talking about at our workshop in January. But in our next session, we're also going to just talk a little bit about the stages of healing um, for trauma that, you know, may seem a little bit different. They are different from kind of traditional forms of counseling. And we want to give you that info too, just to help you understand the need even for, um, for a specific kind of care whenever we're working with trauma survivors, but also we're just hopeful. It's helpful for you, whether you're a a survivor of trauma or you're looking to care for others who've experienced it. Um, man, we just want to, we just want to resource you 
And that's, we're excited to do that through this workshop and in any other ways that we can. And so look at the show notes today, because you'll be able to see there some more information about the workshop and, um, and trauma care. And we're, we're just excited to, to serve you guys, our listeners as best we can. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us and tune in for our part two of this, um, episode, our second, second part on, um, the subject of trauma. So thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Counsel for Life with Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. And for more information, visit counselforlifepodcast.com.